welcome to another Impact Drive Time presentation, a value-added feature designed to help you increase your bottom line. From Gateway Financial Advisors, Incorporated, GFA is striving to provide our partners the synergy, support, and motivation needed to achieve their maximum potential. Go to www.gfainvestments.com or call 888-939-9714 to find out how you can be part of the winning team of Gateway Financial Advisors, Incorporated. Now sit back and enjoy as Gateway Financial Advisors presents another Impact Drive Time presentation to help you increase your bottom line. Welcome to another Drive Time Impact Gateway podcast designed to help you increase your bottom line. I'm Shane Wessholter, the CEO and founder of Gateway and Financial Advisors Incorporate and Gateway Insurance Group Incorporate. And as Gateway Insurance and Financial Services, we help you take the if out of life so you can live a quality life and maintain your dignity. Today, I have a special guest, our first Executive Vice President, April Lynn Chavez-Geisler of Gateway Insurance. April Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thank you for having me. We want to begin by sharing with all of our listeners a little bit about yourself, your personal background, maybe something about your childhood or something of that sort. One question that we normally ask all of our guests is, what's the one thing that you are proud of that you accomplished before age 25? Yeah, I love that question. The biggest thing that I accomplished before I was 25, I was able to overcome challenging relationship where I was physically, mentally, and sexually abused. I was able to come out of that and call myself a survivor and to, to achieve my goals. And for me, my goal was to work in the insurance and financial services industry. So that was a very important thing and a driving force for me. I think that uh, was my biggest accomplishment. Very nice. Uh, great. So April Lynn is here to give her empowerment story and rising above difficult situations in order to achieve her dream of becoming an insurance agent. We'll get a little bit more in detail in that in just a moment. I do know that one of her mantras is let your struggle be your strength and not your identity. So along with her grit and her determination, that's what propelled her to become the successful advisor she is today. So I want April Lynn to share a little bit about her passion, bracing challenges, channeling it and growing from there to become the version she is today and how we all can maybe glean from that to become better versions of ourselves as well. April Lynn, let's start with your background. I know that you grew up in uh, Farmington, New Mexico. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, your background? I know there was a movie made as well. So let's <laughs> share with everyone some of the secrets. Yeah. So um, I'm a native New Mexican and a fourth generation New Mexican. My family is um, Hispanic and a little bit of Italian, but my grandfather was the foreman of a mine down in Silver City, New Mexico, which is in Southern New Mexico. And back in the day, the Hispanics or the Mexicans at that time were being discriminated against. So they themselves were unable to picket or protest against the corporation that ran the mine. And so the wives and the children picketed on behalf of their husbands and they won their ability to um, get more equal pay, although it wasn't equal, but they were able to, I guess, fight for their rights uh, as minorities in southern New Mexico. They ended up making a movie out of that and it was called The Salt of the Earth and it's um, been hailed and it's an award-winning movie. This was back in the 50s. 50s. My grandfather starred in the movie and uh, he was the main character. My mother was in the movie as a child and my grandmother. That's always been kind of a driving force for me. I know that my, my family's been powerful. Uh, you know, I, from a young age, had some pretty strong goals and was headstrong. I'm an only child. And so I was exposed to a lot of different things. One of the things that I'd like to maybe share with all of our listeners is a little bit about your background. Uh, let's start with your story. I know that uh, you have a mantra that is, let your struggle be your strength, not your identity. So how did you come 
come up with that mantra and, and maybe share everyone why that's so important to you today? We all have struggles. And for me, my struggle was very big in, in my past. And so I had to learn to let that be my strength and not to identify with it. I was engaged young and um, I was entrenched in this relationship and it became an abusive relationship. And for me, when I was 19, I looked up from the parking lot of an apartment complex and I saw a gun pointed at my head. And he said to me, if you ever try to leave again, this will be the last thing that you see. Now, coming out of that and realizing that this was the man that I was engaged to be married to spend the rest of my life with that was treating me like this, it was not the place where I needed to be. And when I, I tried to extricate myself from that relationship at the ripe old age of 19, uh, it didn't go well. I had been too afraid to leave and the abusive relationship, both physically, mentally and sexually abusive relationship was not healthy for me. And when I made the decision to leave, my parents did not support that decision. I had spent a lot of time hiding the abuse from everybody in my life and they were not aware of it or the extent of it. And so when I left him, they kicked me out of the house by police force. I had asked my grandmother if I could live with her and she denied and she said, no me, the no quiero esta, no. Um, so I didn't really have many options. I did have a car that I was able to get from my parents and I decided that my passion was to go to school because I wanted to be in the insurance and financial services industry. So I decided that I was going to live in my car and continue going to classes, which I did. I had all my clothes and all my belongings in my car and I parked my car in the dirt parking lot near the school and I would go to the gym in the mornings and I would shower and get ready and put on outfits and go to class and then I would study in the library until late at night and I would get my food at Golden Pride Chicken and I would sleep in my car. I did that for a few months until somebody with the Hispano Chamber realized that um, something wasn't right. And she didn't totally question me, but she offered me a room and I took her up on it and I ended up renting a room. And, and through the talks that I had with this woman, we were able to get me into therapy. And I started regularly seeing a psychologist and uh, I got into intensive therapy because I had a lot of issues as a result of the relationship that I had been in. And I needed to learn how to deal with those issues. And I can now proudly say that as a result of much time and effort and some help from others, I am a survivor of domestic violence. A lot of challenge there. And I know you've shared in the past, you know, you have a passion to help females in general, uh, specifically maybe victims or homeless uh, females, people that have, you know, gone through abusive types of relationships. Talk a little bit more about maybe some stats on the victims, you know, how you're involved today, what your passion or why is in that area first, and then we'll get into uh, some of the career choices. Well, we know that young women in particular often find themselves to be victims of domestic violence in, in different forms, and I was much like that. Uh, we also know that minorities are much more susceptible. So in a, a young relationship, a female minority is two times more likely to experience abuse and to have repercussions as a result of that. The sad fact is that those minorities and women in general are less likely to get help. A woman who is in a relationship that is abusive, uh, one out of every eight get help. And with the minorities, the statistics are more like one out of every 12. So in my community, there were not many agencies or organizations that were offering help, and there still are not. And yet I was able to find help. 
Well, I know one of the things that you're pretty passionate about is, again, helping others find their identity, find their strengths, set goals. In the office, uh, I know in Albuquerque, you're pretty uh, strong in helping all of these staff as they come on board, setting up dream boards. You have a dream board yourself. Why don't you talk for a minute about how do you overcome your struggles, you know, find that passion, move forward, and what's the purpose of a dream board? Like, what's your connection there, and how does that help? Well, we know Harvard had done a study that uh, if someone writes down their goals, if they are able to visualize their goals, then they are much more likely to achieve those goals. In the office now, I I have everybody do a visual representation of what their goals are personally and professionally. And, and then they, they post that in their workspace so they can look at it and work towards those goals. Many of the people who work in our office have been able to achieve their goals. Uh, that's always a great feeling because we know that we want them to achieve and to better themselves, but we can't do that unless we know what those goals are. So we are a team and we spend a lot of time together and we think that it's important that we are empowering each other. And if we foster an environment where we help others, then that's going to be a better environment. I love what I do every day. I have no regrets. I cannot take back whatever happened to me in my past, but I use that struggle to be my strength. I know that you've said in the past, and I've heard you speak, you know, publicly at conferences and at our own meetings, and you talked about how you knew you wanted to be in the insurance business, the financial service business as a financial professional early on in life. And actually, I believe you went to college kind of focused on doing that. So talk a little bit about your career path, because how did you reach down, find the strength to get through the challenges that you've already shared and then uh, focus on the professional side? I think that for me, my driving force was that I wanted to be able to help others. I wanted to learn uh, insurance and financial services with the goal of helping others. So I now have a purpose that has driven my career to uh, empower women in particular, financially and personally. So I spent some time sharing my story and helping others. And when I was in high school, I was in DECA and that's a business program. And I had the honor of having our insurance agent who was actually a farmer's insurance agent, he would come to our house and he would sit at the kitchen table and he would go over the policies with my parents. And I remember him taking the time to explain the coverages and how it worked and and what it meant for my parents so that it made it real for them. And from that experience, I decided that I wanted to be that for people. It developed into, of course, the financial services side. I got into the industry right out of college. I decided that I was going to use my knowledge and experience to help others. In my situation, I am very well suited to be able to help women and families to be financially empowered, to have a strong financial house. And what does that mean? We know that a lot of people, they don't have the knowledge and experience. Nobody's telling them all of the things that they need to know in order to invest and save and make smart decisions. And so I have spent my career and my purpose is to be able to help them to be empowered and make smart financial decisions to plan for the expected and help them understand how to also plan for the unexpected. We're going to go to break, but before we do, um, I know that NAFIS played a big part of your career path as well, and uh, we can pick up after the break some of the more details on that. You've shared a story in the past as well that uh, you attended your first NAFA meeting when you early in your career when you got into this uh, industry. When I was new in my career, I was invited to a breakfast meeting. When I walked in, I was aware that these were the people that were the influential people in the industry that I wanted to be a part of that were at this meeting. And so 
I knew that this is where I belonged. I felt that I wasn't able to get everything that I needed from my carrier company. And this was the place that I could rub shoulders and I could spend time with experienced people who were doing exactly what I wanted to do in my career. And that is exactly the case. Uh, Throughout my time at NAFA, I have been able to interact with people who have given me sales ideas and networking ideas and so many basic concepts that have really shaped the way that I have run my business and how I also help others to run their businesses. You know, without NAVA, I would not have the knowledge and experience that I do have. And I can't say that I would even have been as successful in this business as I have been. And so I owe NAVA a great debt of gratitude for for what it's done for me personally and professionally. Very nice. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back from the break, I want to pick it up and talk about where you started your career path, uh, maybe the companies you started with and how you got to where you are today. Also, you know, you've, you've made statements in the past, again, in meetings and in some of your talks about finding your place at the table. Uh, failure happens. We need to learn from it. You know, it's the grit that pulled you through. So we'll incorporate all of that when we come back from the break. Hopefully you'll stay with us. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll hear more from April Lynn. Gateway is proud to help support national and local organizations like ALS Foundation, also known as Lou Gehrig's Disease Foundation, Boys and Girls Club of America, JDRF, Junior Diabetes Research Foundation, American Cancer Society, St. Pius Foundation, Rotary Clubs of America, New Mexico Lobos Cherry and Silver Gala, and the New Mexico Runners along with others. New tax codes allow for everyone to create a legacy they can be proud of, even those who think they don't have excess wealth. Call us at Gateway to learn how you can make a difference with planned giving. Call 858-GATEWAY. That's 858-428-3929. Or visit our website at gfainvestments.com. Together, we can make a difference. Let Gateway help you create a legacy. Welcome back from the break. Again, you're listening to the Gateway Podcast, Drive Time Impact Edition. Hopefully, there's some uh, information that you're picking up here that's going to help strengthen you and help you overcome those challenges that we all face in life. We all have our own stories. A lot of times, the struggles and the strengths uh, help build who we are. My guest again today is April Lynn Chavis-Geisler, the Executive Vice President with Gateway Insurance Group. But before um, you became the executive here at Gateway, April Lynn, I know you've had many years of experience in the industry. Let's start uh, with your career path. When you were in college, uh, of course, you went into business and finance and you kind of had your eyes set on coming into the industry. So let the uh, listeners know a little bit about what that career path looked like for you. Well, when I was in college, I decided that I was achieving my goal. So I had to get my degree in finance, which I did. And I started to work for Ameriprise Financial, which back at that time was called IDS and then American Express. And I became a paraplanner or a half a planner, of course, got licensed. And then I went from there to uh, Northwestern Mutual. Uh, At Northwestern Mutual, I obviously learned a lot about fixed insurance and life insurance and annuities, Um, went through their training program and um, learned the yellow card system, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with and learned a lot of good habits that I then carried into my career as a farmer's insurance agent, where I was also a registered rep and uh, did life insurance and financial services. But throughout all of that, again, my focus has been on women and empowerment and financial security for those that we serve in in my community. Well, at Gateway, you know, we talk about providing dignity uh, to others. And of course, we have our model that we use at you know, helping others as Inspire. And I know that, uh, again, you've mentioned several times, you know, the passion for helping women and uh, part of the gateway passion and value focus is uh, always helping them find that uh, place in their own life where they can maintain their dignity. 
Let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you empower other people, both from the client aspect and maybe some of the other advisors that you've helped business coach, NAFA members, et cetera, that you've mentored over the career. How do you incorporate your past and what you've gone through to help and give them inspiration and, and vision and focus? So in my community, separate from the, the client side, I work with uh, women's organizations. I speak and, and tell my story. I also help women who uh, have had challenges to learn how to budget, checking accounts you know, the basics of financial security and uh, really taking it down to a level that's relevant to the, the audience and I've uh, been able to interact with them. And I think that also by seeing somebody who has overcome the challenges, somebody who has really done something with their lives, I, I think that that's also very important. And, and, you know, they always ask me questions about what was my driving force? And, and again, it was the same thing. It's always been my why. I just wasn't always able to articulate but it was to help empower women financially, letting their struggle be their strength, not their identity. One of the things that we talk about also at the gateway level is how you uh, incorporate the dignity, but not uh, just dignity, also our value, our core value statement. So, you know, we've got four value core words, which is passion, purpose, influence, integrity. Um, as you serve on boards throughout the industry, um, volunteer in various organizations, what do those four words mean for you? What is it that attracts you uh, here at Gateway, I guess, in, in one sense? And how do you envision, you know, bringing that all together as you go forward? Well, I think that the first one that comes to mind is integrity. So doing what you say that you're going to do and giving your best. That's important. Demonstrating your passion. So your passion has to play into what you're doing, uh, whether it's on a board or in your business. And if you don't have passion, then they're going to see through it and it's not going to be real and it's not going to work out. Uh, I'm, I'm driven by, by money like we all are, but I've had to put some of that aside and focus on my why and be the best that I can be for my why, not money. And purpose, again, the same thing, having purpose and, and following my why. And then, you know, having influence, I think some of influence is, is how you act and um, people will emulate you and people will find that what you do is either good or bad and they will they will follow you based on how you are and um, if you have the integrity and the, and the other things, all t it comes together. Let's talk a little bit about your community service. Again, you served on the NAFA boards. You've served on uh, a lot of community boards uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I know you're currently serving on uh, some finance uh, boards with the university, et cetera. Why don't you share with the listeners a little bit about you know what you've done, what you're doing, and maybe how that's helped you grow as a leader. You, you've alluded to it a little bit um, prior in this conversation. Bring it home for everyone. And, and what, I guess you know the question that goes along with that specifically would be, why should I spend my time doing volunteer work when there's no financial financial reward in that. And yet you seem to spend a lot of time doing that and still get the financial reward as well. Yeah, I think that you have to, uh, you know, balance is also always important. You know, for me, I really wanted to be involved and, and engaged and I wanted to figure out what that meant. So I didn't really understand how to be involved. So before I was serving on a board and NAFA happened to be the organization that I was involved in, uh, I went to the board meetings, I attended as a guest, I learned, I emulated, I listened, I asked a lot of questions. Um, so when I was on the board, I was able to be a valued member and I understood the processes. I understood Robert's rules 
of order and how to be influential on that board. And the only way that I did that was because of my experience. So when I served up through on NAFA, the local state, and then on the national board, I was able to learn from those experiences and take those experiences and parlay that into other aspects of my life. So as a result of my experience on the NAFA boards, I now serve on the UNM Finance Committee and the UNM Alumni Committee. And I I have run camps. I've um, done a lot for the community and because of my passion. Now, when I was first serving on boards and, and when I served on one board in particular, I thought that I had to be like everybody else on the board, that I that I had to adjust my identity to um, emulate the other people on the board. Well, the board that I'm talking about happened to have, you know, men who were Caucasian men over the age of 50. So I tried to make myself into that and that didn't go so well. And I had to realize that I was more influential on that board or in the organizations that I served for when I was myself. So if I could bring my authentic self and I could be with my perspective and I could share that with them, then that was more valuable than me interacting or emulating other people. So yes, I had to be a valuable member, but I also had to be myself. And that was a very important lesson for me to learn. And I would suspect that that's, you know, same in business and profession today is there's many financial professionals out there, a lot of different personalities, a lot of different ways that we can do our business. And of course, we have to learn how to relate, you know, to our clients uh, in that service, which I think do very, very well. And I've watched you interact with a lot of clients in the office. And it seems that you've taken a lot of those things that you've learned in the past. You have the compassion, you you know how to build the trust with the clients, you know, you listen, try to understand them before you express, you know, what you think they should do and et cetera. Taking all of that background, uh, anything that you want to share from that perspective and then bridge that into now you're serving here at Gateway as the first executive vice president with Gateway Insurance Group. What are some of your passions, your visions? You know, if you had the wish list that you want to do, we're going to take, again, all of that bringing, you know, forward things that you've learned interacting with clients and then helping people in the office learn those same skill sets. I think that as a result of what I've learned and I've studied people, I've studied the organizations that I've been a part of and I've tried to understand the history because I know that if I understand what happened in the past, I can better lead going forward. I I have to have some context for what I'm doing and the decisions that we are making. That has served me well. I also have learned how to seek first to understand, how to listen more than I speak, how to be empathetic and really care about and actively listen to what the other people or person is saying. When I meet with a client, I think that it's so important to really kind of get to the crux of what they're thinking because they don't always express that. But having ways to interact with people, there's a book called Mastering the Game that has been very helpful to me. Um, Being able to kind of get on the same wavelength with the person and to have that connection, then they trust you, you can make recommendations or you can make comments and help them to understand what they want to do better. We always talk about a gateway that we don't have products that we help them with them solve or have dignity. So you asked about in the company what we do and and how we take care of clients. We focus on giving them dignity in all situations. And yes, we have products and services that come into play, but we don't focus on that. We focus on providing them dignity because that's our goal and our mission, staying true to that. 
Well, I know one of those phrases that you use quite frequently is insurance is not a commodity that you can buy off the shelf. It's not one size fits all. I've also heard you use the phrase, we're trying to find you the best coverage at the best price, not necessarily the cheapest coverage. What is your vision for Gateway as we go forward specifically, I guess, on the property casualty and the fixed insurance side, but also on the financial service side, because you're involved day to day, really on all aspects, Gateway insurance and financial services. So what do you see the main thing that people are going to need and want as we go forward? I think that based on our mission, our mission is to help others aspire. And that's an acronym. I think that if we stay true to our mission, then what we are doing is we are providing insurance and financial services or providing dignity in all situations. Now, in order to do that, we have to not only focus on the financial services or their financial aspect of the house or the the top or the roof of the house, but also the foundation. And they can't have a strong house without the property and casualty or protecting their assets and also to protect against the unexpected. So with the fixed insurance. So they all play in together. And I think that that comprehensive look at a person's financial house is my goal going forward so that we are all more inclusive of the aspects of insurance and financial services that we have at our disposal. And if we do that, then we can be more successful and of course, help the client, which is the ultimate goal. And with that education, and when I talk about education, educating prospects and clients is very important to the point, not to ad nauseum where we're going into all the details, but enough to where they can make smart decisions. So by giving them the information, we are empowering them and we have that information. We need to speak with them in a relatable way so that they can gather that information and make the decisions for themselves with, of course, our help. Well, I know that recently over this past year, you've been instrumental in helping Gateway expand our social media presence, being more visible out there in a a number of different ways, both in marketing, uh, these podcasts, radio ads, you know, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, et cetera. And part of that, I think, is what you just said, bringing awareness to the people, helping them understand that it's important to protect their assets, protect their income, of course, save for their future as well, plan for the expected and the unexpected, you know, along the way. And and, uh, you've bought into the vision and the mission. I think of Gateway as a whole. We work together as a team throughout Gateway, all of our financial professionals as well, embrace the synergy circle that we have, you know, which is a great marketing piece, embrace the concept that we're providing dignity, not just products, whether that's through car insurance or whether that's through life insurance, disability, long-term care, or saving for their future, making sure that they have the money they need to live the life they want to live in retirement. Those are all aspects that I think Gateway is proud to say that we're focused on so that uh, people can maintain their dignity in life. Providing dignity specifically to women is a, is a real passion and a why for you. I, I know diversity is also a why for you. And if we could create something that doesn't exist today, do you have any thoughts on what you might like to see or how can we, Gateway or the financial industry in general, really go after and empower those people? I think that in many cases, it goes back to the education. So if we can help people in our communities to understand better the products and services that we have and the advantages of getting those products and services for themselves and their family members, then we can have better success. Part of the reason why legislatively we're, we're having some challenges with some competition where they're putting in state-run retirement plans and insurance plans is because we have not done as good of a job as we should have done educating people in our communities so that they can better be empowered to make smart decisions. And therefore, the government feels like that they want to mandate that they make those decisions that we 
have the power to help them to make better for their futures. So in this industry and, and with the company, I would very much like to see some financial education to those in our communities. And, you know, Gateway is a far reaching organization from one end of the of the country to the other. And we have the ability and we have the, the breadth of advisors and agents to be able to reach out. That's part of the reason for the social media push. But also, I think that it goes back to our integrity. If we can focus and follow our passions and our integrity, then we can reach out to those around us and, and help them with our skills and services. Well, as we close, uh, I want to give you uh, maybe a leading question here. I know that you're very passionate about getting involved. Um, one of the organizations that you've helped recently is Women to Be, and you can talk a little bit about that. I know you have also run the Ryla Camp for the Girls Camp, again, empowering you know young women to become better uh, themselves, um, better themselves as they go forward. And that ties back into the story that you shared at the beginning of our podcast, which I really appreciate. And you've been able to go down and, and find that grit, get that determination, uh, not focus on your failures, but focus focusing on how do I use that to, to become a stronger person. So why don't you share with everybody a little bit about, you know, women to be, what passion is there? And again, then any other closing comments you want to share before we wrap up? Yeah, women to be is a nonprofit organization that, that helps young women in typically third world countries around the world to have sanitary supplies, because we know that women in these countries are sort of shamed when they are menstruating, and it gives them a cloth product that they can reuse in order to continue to stay in school. Again, that goes back to the education. But if they can stay in school, then they can be empowered to have some experience and knowledge, and they may go down a different path as a result of that. So yes, I support um, and passionate about that organization. Uh, along with that, I also have been able to be honored to serve as a camp director for Rotary's Ryla Camp here in New Mexico and to empower young women, 17-year-old leaders, to take their path and to go to college and and do whatever it is that they are going to do, but to be the best that they can be. And one of the things that I really impart to them is grit. Uh, we know that with success, it is not necessarily measured by the demographics or the money or anything so tangible, but it is really measured by somebody's grit. So we know that somebody is going to be more successful if they stay in the game than if they don't. It's so important that we stay in our game and that we help others to stay in their game and on top of their game. And that is why I want people to embrace the mantra of letting your struggle be your strength, not your identity, because that will help them to stay in the game and have grit and achieve their goals. What do you see for your professional future in the financial service industry? That's a good question. I really believe that my goals are very aligned with Gateway's goals and Gateway's mission. So going back to the four words that Gateway uses, and that is passion, purpose, influence, and integrity. And my passion aligns with me uh, serving as the first executive running the insurance division and the insurance company for Gateway, helping others. So namely agents and advisors to be able to help their clients. So because of what I've learned in my varied past in this industry, I can help them to empower their clients to understand the comprehensive concept. So when we talk about helping people to give them financial security, we, we really have to talk about the full financial house, which includes the basement or the um, the foundation, which is protecting their assets. That's the property and casualty. And then, of course, protecting against the unexpected so that we don't have to dip or delve into the investments. And that is the fixed insurance, which is the annuity 
acuities and the disability, long-term care, and life insurance, of course. When those things happen, we want to be able to be there for them. And so that's a very important part of what we do every day, helping others every day. And then, of course, running the company so that we can empower each other and getting the word out. For me, education has been a very important part of what we do. And I believe that if we educate clients and prospects, then they can be empowered to make their own right decisions. And of course, we are there to guide them through that process. So as a company, we have a lot of opportunity with new advisors and existing and of course, agents to be able to have like-minded people going the same direction for the common goal. Well, I know you and I have spent some time talking in the past as well that the mentorship is not there today in the industry. I know that your service through NAFA and uh, my service involvement in NAFA and other organizations as well. We keep talking about that at the professional level. Now, you had the opportunity to come up through the industry probably uh, similar to where the way I did, and that was uh, great mentorship programs from Northwestern Mutual. You had mentioned, you know, farmers insurance. They had career tracks. They had training tracks. That doesn't really exist in the industry anymore. And one of the things at Gateway that we've talked about is maybe reincorporating or re-implementing some type of a career path or mentoring program? I know we have the coaching program, but do you envision that? And if so, like what would that look like and how would we help really empower others? And is that something that we need to get back to in the industry? Yeah, you know, I was kind of at the end of that tradition where I did get some of that training and I, I feel very fortunate that I was able to work with some experienced advisors back in the day when I didn't know exactly what I was doing and I was able to, of course, share income, which really taught me a lot about every single aspect of the industry and how to work with clients. I could not have learned that from the book or the training seminars that I attended. So yes, I feel like that we need to bring some of that back, some of the joint work. And, you know, mentor for me consists of kind of a group effort. Along with mentorships, I also want to mention that study groups have gone by the wayside. And I think that that's another important peer group way of learning and influencing your business. I really think that those do need to come back in some form. Now, in our new world, I think that electronic meetings and virtual meetings can really serve us well. If we were to bring in a, a young person, a green pea, as they say, into this industry and holding them accountable, giving them the stories and the, the information so that they can be driven to create their own purpose and to be able to help their own clients. Uh, somebody asked earlier last week about, you know, what if you don't have a story? because you're new in the business. Well, before I had my own stories, I borrowed somebody else's stories and I said, I know somebody and this happened to their client. So if we are able to share and network and have that connection with new agents, and of course there's always reverse mentoring, which uh, could be advantageous for the experienced agents. We have a wealth of knowledge and we really need to grab that and take advantage of that. One of the things that I know that you do with your clients, which I'm gonna throw out there because it might uh, help some of the audience that's listening, you have cars in the office, little uh, model cars that you use and homes that you use when you're talking to the client. So why don't you explain to everybody how you use those cars and, and houses when you're explaining a property casualty? I'm a very visual person and I think it's important to help people to see for themselves what the realities of driving, causing accidents, etc., what that means and how their coverage is or is not going to cover them. So I typically have little people and I put them in the cars and I crash the cars or throw them off the side of the table and then ask them, how does that go? That is also a really good tool when we're talking about life insurance. You have to make it real for them. In my world, in my community, we talk about Sancho getting the money 
funny. Everybody has their version of that, but we have to make it real for people so that they can make informed decisions for those times. If we don't take on that role, then nobody else will. And I think it's really important that I demonstrate it for them. And then you also take a little miniature model house that has furniture and stuff in it, kind of dump it upside down. How do you explain people what that means? Yeah, so when we're talking about homeowner's insurance, I, I talk about that if we were to take your house and dump it upside down, everything that falls out is the personal property. Everything that stays attached is the dwelling of the house. And then we talk about reconstruction costs versus market value of a home. And uh, again, make it real so that we can get them the accurate coverage for their needs rather than assuming that the prior agent or whomever gave them the right coverage. Uh, we, we always figure out the accurate appropriate coverage for them as opposed to um, just taking their word for it. Same with life insurance. I think that uh, when somebody comes to you, they have a preconceived notion about what kind of coverage they want. And uh, you have to have the conversation to drill down and figure out what their real needs are and figure out how best to cover that. You know, coming in and saying, well, they want whole life or they want term insurance. They may have heard these terms and don't exactly know what they mean. So again, education and making it real to them and just getting the right coverage for their needs at the best price available. I think that goes back to, you know, other comments that we've made that it's all the comprehensive and gateway insurance and gateway financial are here to focus on helping people make sure that they protect their income, they protect their assets, most importantly, so that if they have the proper coverage in place and the unexpected happens, then they're not having to dilute their financials or set aside for them to have dignity later in life and enjoy the retirement that they, you know, are planning for. Uh, sometimes retirement comes and things go great and everybody can take those trips and enjoy life and other times there's health issues that come up later in life where if they didn't have money saved up, uh, again, they can't maintain their dignities. I think it's it's really an important that people understand that you've got that background and I appreciate everything you do with the clients and how you bring financial service background and the property casualty and the fixed insurance and most importantly, how you incorporate your own life experience in that. You've got the ability to tell those stories and then people will listen and, and build that trust. If there was uh, words of wisdom that you want to leave, uh, things from your experience that you want to share with everybody, now's the time. Well, I think that in our industry, it's really important to make the intangible tangible or real. And a lot of what I focus on is not only with the clients that I deal with, making their needs real and helping them plan for the unexpected, but also those that I train, uh, the advisors and agents that I work with, how can they, in their way, being authentic to themselves, make it real for their clients and their prospects so that they can better help people. Without us helping each other, then the benefit is not happening. The, The clients are not benefiting. Thank you, April Lynn, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, appreciate you sharing your story and uh, letting everyone get to know you a little bit more personally. Also, thank you for the commitment that you've made to Gateway and all the things that you do on a daily basis, both with the staff and supporting of the financial professionals within the organization. You make an impactful difference. Thank you for listening to another Drive Time Impact edition of Gateway's podcast. Hopefully you found this information helpful and go out and make it a better week. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed this program. GFA is focused on being a one-stop shop for full financial planning. To get more information about how you can join and be part of this winning team, go to www.gfainvestments.com or call us at 888-939-9714. Once again, our website is www.gfainvestments.com or you can contact us at 888-939-9714. This has been a presentation of Gateway Financial Advisors, Incorporated. And remember, 
Focus on your maximum potential. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member of FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, registered investment advisor. Gateway Financial Advisors Incorporated and Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated are not affiliated.